Hello, and welcome to... Poppy Approved Movie. My name is Poppy. And I'm Natalie. In our podcast, we will review and critique my favorite PG-13 movies. Movies that I wasn't allowed to watch until I turned 13. Every Sunday, Natalie and I will watch a new PG-13 movie. And I'll see if Poppy's movies live up to the hype. Which, of course, they will. Today, we're going to be watching The Mask of Zorro. Before we begin, there will be spoilers. If you haven't seen the movie and don't want it to be spoiled, press pause and come back when you're finished. Now, Poppy, tell me the deeds on this movie. Okay. The Mask of Zorro came out in 1998. It was directed by Martin Campbell. He has directed a few James Bond movies, one of which we will see in the next few weeks. Which one is that? Um, it's called Casino He's actually done two of them, Casino Royale and Skyfall. But we're going to watch the first one with the new James Bond, Daniel Craig, which is Casino Royale. Okay. The movie was written by Ted Elliott and Terry Rocio, based on the character El Zorro, written by Johnston McCulley in 1919. The main stars are Antonio Anderas, Catherine Theta-Jones, and Anthony Hopkins. Fun facts, Zorro has appeared in everything from novels, comics, movies, TV shows, stage shows, radio shows, and even video games. Many think he's in the, he's the inspiration for Batman and the superheroes in general. There's a direct sequel to this movie called The Legend of Zorro, which came out in 2005. Growing up, I was a huge, huge fan of Zorro. As a Latino, we were, he was like our hero for our people. My whole family used to watch his old movies, and I would slash Z's on everything when I was little. So what do you think, Nat? Um, I liked it a lot. It was a lot of fun. I give it a four and a half star review. What? I'm surprised. I didn't think you were going to like it so much. It was a lot of fun, and I thought there was a lot of silly parts, too. It wasn't all, like, serious and worrying. That's true. I think there was a lot of a lot of funny parts and a lot of kind of like action goofy parts, a little mm-hmm. bit silly parts. It's true. Why don't we get into the recap? Okay, let's begin. The movie starts in California, 1821, on the eve of the Spanish leaving California during the Mexican independence. The outgoing Spanish governor, Don Rafael, is not leaving quietly. He's having a public execution of farmers to drow El Zorro, who's a vigilante that helps the people. Zorro does come out, but he makes a fool of him and his soldiers. We meet two young boys who are huge fans of El Zorro and help him during the escapade. As Zorro leaves, he gives a medallion to one of the boys and leaves as the people cheers. I feel bad that only one of the kids got, like, the necklace. If I was the other kid, I'd be so jealous. I know, that's true. We'll find out a little bit more about them later, but um, it, it never did, like, it didn't go between them. One of them always kept it, you Yeah, right. and, he always, and he also, like, thanked the kids. I still don't get what they did. He was just like, thank you guys, but they just sat there. No, they, they let go of, like, a... Something that was hanging and landed on soldiers that were about to attack El Soro. Oh, to I actually help them. I didn't get it. <laughs> yeah. We find El Soro is Don Diego de la Vega. We'll call him Don Diego from now on. A rich landowner. Don Diego is telling the story to his baby daughter about his escapade while uh, his wife Esperanza looks on. He admits he is too old to continue being Soro and says he is now retired because the Spanish are leaving. Shortly after... Don Rafael comes in and tries to arrest Don Diego. A fight ensues and Esperanza is killed. Don Rafael takes Elena, which is his daughter, and leaves for Spain. And he leaves Don Diego in jail to rot. He's all like, I'm sorry to Esperanza. He's like, I'm sorry you couldn't love me. But like, 
Do you never really cared? Because you just murdered, you tried to murder her husband, accidentally murdered her, and kidnapped her child, so. I don't know if that's really a sign of love and, like, you missed out. You just killed everyone and gave a sad life to this baby. I think it's a twofold, so I think maybe he was in love with her, but she chose Don Diego instead. Mm -hmm. And then, so he hates Don Diego, A. And then B, he when he finds out and figures out that he's El Soro, then he's kind of like doubly angry at him. So I yeah, think that's, that's what true. happened. All right, we have a time jump of 20 years, and we see the same boys, now men, obviously, are famous bandits, Joaquin and Alejandro Murieta. Joaquin still has the medallion that El Soro gave him. They make a fool of some soldiers and steal a strongbox. But unfortunately, some backup soldiers led by Captain Love come and corner Joaquin, and he forces Alejandro to escape. What a name, Captain Love. Captain Love, right? He's like the evil bad guy, right? Anyway, so he forces Joaquin forces Alejandro to escape. Joaquin kills himself before Captain Love gets to. And Captain Love is angry with him, takes his head off, cuts his head off, decapitates him. And Alejandro leaves running into the field. But he watches the whole thing. I, I, I was like scared for a bit because he wasn't taking the necklace and I was like, isn't the necklace going to be a big thing? I thought it was going to be like really important or some in some way, but he wasn't like, he didn't get the necklace at first from his sibling or whatever. And I was like, is no one going to take the necklace? Well, he saw the soldiers were putting him in a grave. So they were digging a hole to put um, Joaquin in. So I think he was just waiting for them to leave. Yeah, and he went true. back to the grave and found his medallion on the floor. And he picked it up and he took it with him. That's kind of sad because, well, that's his best friend, his brother, that dies. But then but then he, has, he takes his medallion. Mm-hmm. Don Rafael is back. So 20 years later, he's coming back from Spain. And he's looking for Don Diego in prison. He doesn't recognize him, even though he is in there, and believes him to be dead. That night, Don Diego escapes and later meets a drunk Alejandro in a bar. It shows him when he's, like, escaping. It shows him trying to put, like, some sort of key in his shoe, I think. Maybe that was when it was. And I was like, it's never going to fit, bro. Like, what are you doing? It's not going to fit in your shoe. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. It, the, he escapes as pretending to be a dead person. And he's actually buried into a into a shallow grave. Mm-hmm. You know, we had two graves kind of back-to-back, Joaquin's and then now. And Don Diego's, but he was able to get himself out because he wasn't dead, um, even though the soldiers thought he was. Anyway, so Alejandro's in a bar drinking his sorrows away because his brother just killed. And he tries to hawk the, his brother's medallion for more whiskey. Uh, when Alejandro does that, um, Don Diego kind of stops him and tells him that he shouldn't do that, that that medallion is very valuable. Alejandro just kind of disregards him and sees Captain Love and runs after him to try to avenge his brother's death. He's like he's like trying to fight you and he, he's like all wobbly cuz he's super drunk. And he's right? super drunk, yeah. Like it it seems like a bad idea if you can even you can't even walk straight, but I guess that's part of why he's drunk. He's confused and wants to fight. And he was angry, so upset. And then Don Diego stops him. So he doesn't allow him to go because he knows that what's going to happen is Captain Love will kill him. Uh, Alejandro doesn't care. He fights Don Diego. Don Diego, who's an old man, beats him up hardcore, <laughs> makes a fool out of him, and eventually he gives up, and Don Diego takes him to his secret lair. Okay, you're just inviting a stranger, that you, a drunk stranger in the streets. That, that sounds responsible. I think the one th- reason that he did so was because he had the medallion, which proved... 
that this person was courageous at one point, even though he actually didn't earn the medallion. He was part, his brother did, right? Yeah. Um, but he was part of, he and his brother saving El Soro uh, 20 years back. He would have been the jealous child I would have been. Sad that I didn't get the medallion. You, you would have stole your sister's medallion? Is that what you would have done? No, I would have just <laughs> sadly admired it. Would have sadly admired it from afar? Uh-huh. Well, hope your sister doesn't have to be decapitated so you can take the medallion or anything like that. That's kind of dark. You know? <laughs> Don Diego takes Alejandro into the lair of the fox and then starts to train him to be the next Soro. So right now, Alejandro's all anger, terrible swordsmanship, just an angry guy. And now Don Diego's going to teach him how to be an awesome sword fighting parkour master episode. I like the part where he's like, do you know how to use this? And he's holding a sword and he's like, yeah, the pointy part goes into your opponent. And 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 Zora just gives a look that's like, oh my god, what have I done? Yeah, like who is this knucklehead? So a couple of weeks pass and Alejandro goes into city into the city and sees a horse he really wants. That night he dons a mask without Don Diego's permission and goes on a yeah exactly and goes on a mission to steal the horse a great battle ensues and he escapes by the skin of his teeth he meets elena and falls in love immediately she also seems smitten with him kind of like a bad boy kind of thing you know with a mask yeah especially since she's all like she's her character is that she's the rebellious child so she has to go with someone that her dad would be angry about maybe that's true she's not a little girl though she's you know a grown woman but yeah, that's true. As he escapes, he goes into a church for sanctuary and barely escapes before Captain Love finds him. But not before Elena confesses that she likes him, uh, likes uh, Alejandro, when she thinks that the person she was confessing to was the priest. Alejandro, acting as the priest, tells her to follow her heart. Of course he did. <laughs> that's a tough one right there, huh? He was pretending to be a priest. That's a, that's a dirty move on his part. Yeah, that was... Rude, especially since it's like that whole thing is like it's supposed to be all like quiet and he can't share it with anyone, and yet he's faking being the priest. And uh, Alejandro comes home so proud of himself with his cool horse and gets chewed out by Don Diego. He tells him that El Soro is a servant of the people, not a thief and a clown, and Alejandro wants to quit. But Don Diego tells him he needs him to go undercover as a don or a nobleman to figure out. Don Rafael's plan. Also, like, it was cool and all, you got your horse, but that horse hates you. He even hated you while you were, like, escaping. That's why he got in that huge battle, because the horse was going crazy. He's like, you are not, not you. I That's true. He, you. he whistled the horse over, and then he jumped off the roof to land on the horse, uh -huh. and then the horse moved out of the way just at the last second. Yeah, the only, the only <laughs> thing, he was, like, trying to call a bunch of names, and then he's like, hey, stupid, and then the horse is like, Ugh. Like, he was hearing him the whole time. He was just trying to ignore him, but he got mad when he called him stupid. You know, I want to talk to you about the word Don and the names of the people, but I will talk it at the end. I learned something new I didn't know about. It's just something that I've, we've always been using growing up. That's what we call our elders, um, Don or Doña. And I found out where it's from, and I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up a little later. But it was, it was really interesting. I didn't know that. So anyways, he's going to go undercover, find out Don Rafael's plan. The next thing, Alejandro is dressed fancy and acts like a don from the Spanish court. And this is a really funny part because your sister probably hated this part because he got his haircut. In the beginning, Alejandro had this beautiful, curly, curly, wild, awesome hair. Really long, too. And your sister loves his curly hair, but then he had a beard, too. And then now he has like a, 
a real fine mustache and he, he has a clean haircut and he looks like a like a gentleman now. And your sister was like, oh, where's his curls? The curls are gone. Don Diego acts like Bernardo, his lowly servant. When they both see Elena, they are both enamored. Different reasons, obviously. Alejandro is in love with her as a boy loves a girl. Don Diego's in love with her as a dad would love his daughter. Daughter, yeah, that's difficult. Alejandro fools uh, Don Rafael to thinking he's one of the really important people, and so he invites him to sit at the main table, where he acts like a total jerk to sell his undercover persona, always throwing jabs at Captain Love whenever he can. He was always kind of calling him, like, you know, like low class, putting him down. I have to also mention in this, like, scene where it's like all the the fancy people and that elena there she looks like her face looks we don't usually talk about like wardrobe and makeup but here her makeup looks like really cakey and like it looks like she's really like wearing a lot of makeup she looks fine in all the other scenes but here i know she's like she looks like she's wearing a lot of makeup Hmm, that's funny i wonder if it's because you know all these noblemen she had to dress up or put up more makeup than she usually does I noticed that a little. I was like, oh, why is she wearing so much makeup? She looked prettier without all the, like, stuff all over. It's true. Captain Love takes Elena out to dance, and Alejandro is jealous and preoccupied and doesn't see that Don Rafael and his inner circle are leaving to talk about the plan. Which was his one job. He had one job. Don't let them leave the table without him. And he was already starting to fail. He was getting jealous. He saw Captain Love make a move on his... His girl that he likes, and he got all jealous. So Alejandro cuts in on Captain Love and dances a sexy flamenco with Elena to stop Don Rafael from leaving. It's so convenient that she can dance this type of style of dance perfectly you know, and, and dramatically. It's funny because in most movies, like, so you have these formal dances, right? Uh-huh. And then people can maybe are pretty good at one dance or another, but... For these kind of dances, you would need, like, choreography. You would yeah. know, you need to know each other. and But they know exactly what each other is going to do. And yeah, so, that hurt was a little fake. But I think that's in every movie where, like, the boy and the girl go on a dance. Like, there's a movie called Scent of a Woman where they dance a tango. Great movie. I think it's rated R, though, so a couple more years. Uh, Al Pacino does the tango with his one lady, and they are perfectly in sync. Like, they've known each other and danced with each other all their lives. I know in, like, fairy tales, they always have the ballroom, like, Cinderella. But that's, like, custom for them to know, because they're all, like, royals. They know how to do the ballroom dance. But this is definitely not some sort of, like, fancy, well-known dance. She's just going crazy. I wonder if he le- I wonder if, I, there, you know... In a deleted scene, Don Diego is teaching Alejandro how to do the flamenco together or something like that. <laughs> that would be funny. Actually, that would be kind of funny. Anyways, it works. Don Rafael comes back and apologizes for Elena's, and I say this in quotation marks, spirited dance. Alejandro is a gentleman, and Don Rafael invites Alejandro to join the inner circle. So he saw his daughter and a guy dancing sexy style. Mm-hmm. And then he apologizes about his daughter. Right? <laughs> you know, he's she, not all protective over his daughter. He's just like, I'm sorry, bro. Yeah. Like he obviously is. He's leading her. It's not like he's uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. He did act <laughs> kind of like it's okay. She is very spirited. Kind of like to try to sell his, you know, his noblehood or whatever. Yeah. I just thought it was funny that he that he apologized for his daughter. Like, I'm sorry, my daughter. Is acting that way. He wasn't even caring. It was sad. Yeah, it was sad. Don Rafael reveals the plan. He's found a gold mine under the Mexican authorities' nose. With that, he will pay off Mexican leaders with gold, falsely labeled as Spanish, for their support to create 
the Independent Republic of California. The Dons would run it as they see fit, with Don Rafael at the head. The next day, the Dons, with Alejandro, go see the mine that is being run by slave labor. Children are working. We even see the priest from earlier. He's in there as well. I don't know why that they, like, um, why he's there. He, he, is it because he was, like, he had a stowaway and then they just yelled at him? Yeah, he was trying to hide, Soro. And then they, like, kind of knew that? They kind of knew, and I think that's why they punished them, which is kind of crazy. But it looks like people were being disappeared throughout the area and they were being taken to the mine. Captain Love sees Alejandro struggling and is starting to think that Alejandro is the missing Marietta brother. Captain Love even tries to trap him later by showing Alejandro his brother's head in a jar. Alejandro stays cool, in character. That's disgusting. And then, of course, the part that I remember and then Mom went crazy about was it's a pickle jar of his brother's head is in it. And Alejandro took a cup and drank some of it, right? Uh, Of the liquid. Yeah, kind of disgusting. No! Disgusting! It is pretty nasty. Elena meets Don Diego and talks to him, and they bond. She feels that she knows him. And then more suspicion arises when she meets her old nanny in the market and tells her that she is the daughter of Don Diego and Esperanza de la Vega and that she was born in California and not in Spain, as Don Rafael has lied to her about. That's the one scene I kind of go, okay, this one lady, um, she was trying to convince Elena that she was not who they think she is, you know, that that this guy had kidnapped her a long time ago. She didn't say that. She didn't mention that this person was kidnapped, although that nanny would have known. um, But more importantly, started to kind of put doubt in her mind that her dad isn't her real dad. Because... Because I think she knows the name of her mom. And then she was like, oh, it was like your mom. And then this dude. And he's like, how do you know the name of my mom? That is my actual mom's name. I think she probably knew the name of her mom in quotation marks. Hmm, I wonder. Because the- so I think that's why she was doubting. It wasn't just because she was like strangers. Like, you were kidnapped. It's true, but yeah. No, but she did say that. Anyways, and also Don Rafael has lied to her. Saying that her mom died in childbirth, which we know is not true, that Don Rafael was actually the one who kills her. That night, Don Diego gives Alejandro his mask, and he is now El Zorro. El Zorro goes to Don Rafael's hacienda and steals the map to the mine. He fights both Captain Love and Don Rafael and escapes, but not before he runs into Elena in the stable. Probably a very famous and funny scene. Uh, They have a duel, and Elena's really good. She's kicking... But during the fight, he kisses her and she gets angry and fights even harder. Then he kisses her again, but this time she seems to like it. He unarms her, unarms her, takes away his wet, her weapon, and is about to leave. But before, he does a bunch of fancy slashes and her blouse falls off. And then she's in love. Why? <laughs> what did you think of that scene? That scene was dumb. You thought it was dumb? I thought you would think it was funny. No, it's not funny. She's not funny. There's an awesome horse chase, and Osoro gets to the lair. He and Don Diego get into a dispute because Don Diego says he is not going to the mine to help, that his only focus is to win Elena back. Uh, Soro says, fight, and he takes off, and Don Diego goes to uh, Don Rafael's hacienda to go and get Elena. Did do, did we already pass the point where he like gets the map? Yeah, he got the map when he went... Uh, just earlier when he went to um, 
to to the hacienda, and that's right before he he fought with Elena in the stable. Oh, cause cause my thought there was how he was like on the roof being all quiet and sneaky, and I was thinking like. If I was up there, I would cough or do something so dumb and give myself. You would get caught. Yeah, because I would be like, "Oh God, I'm so sneaky," and then go, and then they go, "Oh, she's up there!" Like some hay, you're like, "Got you!" And next thing you know, everybody finds you. That's always what happens in hide and seek. I'm doing so well, and then I start laughing. (laughs) Yeah, you're not. I guess you're not very good at hide and seek then. No, you're you're in the corner cracking up by yourself. (laughs) Kind of weird, too, though, don't you think? Yeah, because I, I see them walk by me. I'm like, ha, ha, I'm so sneaky. All right, weirdo. At the Hacienda, Don Diego tells Elena the truth while holding Don Rafael at sword point. When she hears the real name, uh, she hears his real name. She connects it to what the nanny said. That, and talking about a scent of a flower they used to put in her crib, convinces her that Don Diego is her real father. He's in prison, but later she frees him. The the flower, I, because someone gave her one earlier when there was, like, the meeting, and she smelled it, and she's like, this is smells familiar, and then he said the name of that same flower, which was the one on the crib, so she was like, okay, I get it now why it's familiar, because it was on my crib. And, I, and that flower doesn't grow in Spain, right? It yeah. only grows there. Off to the mines. Don Rafael is taking all the gold out to pay for his bribe, and he's going to blow up the mine with the slaves... To get rid of all the evidence. The workers are put in cages and a fuse is lit. Soro comes and kicks butt. And has a duel with Captain Love. Soro beats Captain Love. Takes his mask off. And slashes an M for Murieta on his face. And kills him. Don Diego shows up with Elena. And Don Diego duels with Don Rafael. Don Diego is shot. And Don Rafael falls to his doom. Whenever they like fall and die, it's it's. I find it strange because I feel like if you were shot, you just fall over. But they always like fall slowly, and it like takes two minutes and stuff. Like I remember in the Fifth Element, there was like the diva, and she fell, and it was like a solid two minutes that she was like falling. If you don't get that reference, you can watch our last episode. But it was it was. I always think it's like I don't think it's very. I don't know if that's realistic or not because. I'm like, how long does it take for someone to die? Like, why didn't you just... What? <laughs> I don't know. I do know that a gunshot isn't so theatrical. Like, she fell down like it was part of a play, right? Like, yeah. oh. I think it's a lot more violent and forceful. And so it's not something maybe you want to actually put on TV for people to watch. So I'm not really sure if, if they... I don't think it's cinematic enough. I don't think you're going to enjoy it. Oh. Anyway, so Elena frees the slaves and they escape before the mines explode. Don Diego dies in her harm in her arms. Don Diego dies in her arms, but not before telling her how she was just like her mother and giving his blessing for the two to be together, her and uh, Alejandro. Then we see a time in the future where Alejandro and Elena are married, and Alejandro is telling the story of his latest conquest. Just like from earlier. Yeah, it's a flat it's kinda like a callback from earlier. So and then she he's telling his story to his baby, a little boy named Joaquin, which it happens to be his brother's name. So he named the baby after his brother. Oh. I never got that. <laughs> yeah, I know I didn't get it till later. They kiss and Arasoro lives. The end. I love this movie. It's funny and full of action. Great sword skill and fighting. Antonio Banderas is a totally cool Soro. And it's a wonderful redemption story. 
How many other Zorro movies are there? Because you said this was like a one after, right? Or is it the first? There's a direct sequel with the same actors, right? With Antonio Benanderas and Catherine Zeta-Jones. Obviously, um, Anthony Hopkins passes away in this one, so he's not mm-hmm. in the next one. There's so there's another one just with these two characters, but there have been dozens of movies throughout time. Like I said, there's black uh-huh. and white movies, movies that go back to the. I think 1920 is what I saw one of them. Um, they've had a lot of adaptations. Like I said, my family used to watch them. He's been a like, really big thing for mm, a while. TV show, radio show. He's been He's been it for everybody. So yeah. he's been pretty popular. All right. Here's a couple of questions, Nat. Could this movie still be made today? Yeah, I think it could definitely be made today. Though there were obviously unnecessary scenes. The one where I thought he said it and you immediately looked to me and then I I got out my notebook was in the, like, when they were all talking at the dinner. Uh, Elena is talking about how, like, about how she thinks Zoro is cool and brave and all of that. And then, and then they're, like, kind of shutting her down. And then Don Rafa, Don, eh, I don't know how to say his name. Don Rafael? Uh-huh. He says, what can I say? All women grasp for politics. And that one, I feel like, is very outdated because right now we have a female vice president. That's so true. Very true. It's it's like they're not for politics. And then we have, like, one of the biggest political leaders is a woman currently. For sure. So that one definitely aged poorly, I guess. Okay. I get you there. I get you. Although, here's the tricky thing because... When you make a movie like this, it takes place back in back like two hundred years ago, days. and so this is would be common for the people to act at that time. Women would be probably yeah. disregarded as such, you know. Even in the United States at this point, women didn't even have the yeah the ability I don't to think, vote. I don't think that the the person who made it actually was thought that like well. Hopefully not. Yeah. I don't think they actually thought like women shouldn't be in politics. I think it was just more of the role of the person. Yeah, sure. More of, but you know, it's still kind of sad. That, oh yeah, especially talking about your own daughter that way. Yeah, and and she's right there. She's the only woman there. She probably felt uncomfortable. It's true. Huh? There was there weren't any other women at the table. Huh? Yeah, so she was just the only one there. She was definitely getting like singled out. I'd say. Okay. So that was a little sad. In the fight, when they're like the Elena and, and um, New Zoro are fighting, they obviously he makes out with her. Like, was that necessary? No. And then he's like, he's about to leave, and he cuts off her top. That wasn't necessary either. What was the What was the reason? Uh, for his reason or the movie's reason? Like the movie maker's reason? Just reason in general. I think his was to ridicule her or to. Make fun of her. Kind of make fun of her, tease her in her way. But I think it had to, I, you know, I think he was trying to, I don't know what his intention was. I don't. There, it was pointless. It I, really was. I know if I did that to mom, she would be super mad at me, right? It wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't be like, oh, you rascal. It would be like, I'm going to kill you now. So I, I don't know what his intentions were. Filmmakers did it for a funny moment. Yeah. Although you don't see her naked, unlike, you know... Because her, uh, her hair is really long. Right, her hair covers her, her, her top, unlike, you know, Lilu from, from The Fifth Element. But I think it was more for a funny joke. And if I remember properly, I think that scene was in the trailer. Like, her, him just, you know, using his sword play to, uh, to undress her in a way. Um, And also, like, afterwards, he's, like, leaving... 
I this always annoys me. I feel like people still do this where they do the like they tisk at you like a dog. I think that's just annoying. Whether she was a woman or not, that's just annoying. It's just like you're below me. Oh, okay. Kind of thing. I thought it was just really annoying. Who does that? Um Alejandro? Yeah. Okay. I was like, why? Yeah, what's the point, right? Other than to put some, was he acting like a dawn at the time? I no. So it was out of him. It was yeah, his, yeah. It was like it was during their fight, like after. Okay, I see. It. Oh yeah, at that point, yeah. It was annoying. Yeah, yeah. I he, I thought it was annoying at least. Mm-hmm, that's funny. Anything else? Nope. Quick question: Does this movie pass the Bechdel test? It was so close because there was there was obviously Elena, but then it will almost pass because there was the nanny. The two of them talked to each other, the nanny and the, and Elena. Okay. They're both named characters. Are they She's featured called, characters, though? But they're still characters, Go whether ahead. or not they're featured. I think the Bechdel test, and I'll, I'll have to look it up again, I think it needs the two characters, two female characters to be featured. Oh, but they were so close, but they were talking about her dad, who is a man. Yeah, but it wasn't... The, so I, I'm going to relook this up. For the Bechdel test, because I think it's more like if uh, the female lead is talking to like his her girlfriend, like, hey, this boy is about a boy that she likes, not necessarily her father. But I'll have to look it up. I'm going to do some research to find out the exact I think truth. It will, I, I think that it would pass the Bechdel test, but just for the pure definition of they can't be talking about a man it doesn't pass by doesn't definition. It? But yeah. I'd say it passes in general. But not really, because she was for one scene. Half a, and she's a plot device, right? Yeah. To try to... all she, she was no more important than the smell of the flower. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I don't think it actually passed the Bechdel test. But maybe, maybe we can disagree. It's agree a little disagree. close. It's a little close. I want to talk to you about one more thing. So, I had mentioned it earlier about the word done. So as you know, and as you've seen me, uh, when I call or talk to any uh, older adult in Spanish, we call them Don and Doña. Uh, the way I call your grandma, I call her Doña. And when I called your grandpa, Don. And I didn't know this, but the word Don means de origen noble. So it means from noble origins. So that's actually what the word Don means. Ah. I never knew that before. I do know that um, whenever you do get a boyfriend or... A husband in the future, he will need to refer to me as Don Papichulo. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just, um, but yes, Don or Mister. Yes, we're from the school of old, so I would prefer that. Um, but yeah, and then one time in my whole life, just once, uh, just last time we went on vacation in uh, Costa Rica, mm-hmm. uh, they called me Don uh, by my first name, and I was like, "Oh, I feel special." You have noble origins oh, now. Noble origins, or they think I'm old. But either one, I still feel special. We won't talk about that. So I did feel special by doing that. And then also Don Rafael. Rafael is my middle name and my grandpa's name. So if you, we, uh, you wouldn't have called him that, but people would call him Don Rafael, um, which was my grandpa's name. Isn't that kind of cool? Did you recognize that as a kid? Uh, no, he passed away before I was born. So uh. I didn't necessarily know. But I do know that's my middle name and I was named after my grandpa. So. Uh. So you can call me Don Rafael. Your your boyfriend or your future husband or fiance you can call me Don Rafael. So I can cool, feel cool. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Excellent. Anything else? Um. Nope. Okay.
Thank you for tuning in to Poppy Approved Movies. If you liked this episode, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. We usually put out an episode every week. If you want to suggest a movie for us to watch and critique, email us at poppyapprovedmovies at gmail.com. That's poppyapprovedmovies at gmail.com. No spaces, no caps. We'll try our best to get to your suggestion. And remember, it has to be PG-13. Next time, we're watching Edward Scissorhands. So I hope you join us. I'm Poppy. And I'm Natalie. See you next time. Bye.